Glitterball Podcast. Who's ready to go camping? It's week two in Britain's most famous house, and boy, have we got a lot to get into. There's tantrum, tears, and tinned food. Oh, yes. Big Brother is up to his old tricks again. Let's get into the drama, shall we? Welcome to He's Always Watching, a Big Brother podcast. Before we get into the discussion, dissection and analysis of this episode, just a reminder, I'm not judging these housemates as total people. I'm judging them off the edit we are seeing, so please be kind and don't send any hate. It's only a game show. It's not that serious. All right. Oh, my God, what a week. We said goodbye to Farida on Friday, and it really didn't take them long, did it? Oh, my God. So this week, we have potentially my favourite task of the series so far. The housemates were forced to become one with nature as they went camping in Big Brother's happy, happy, happy camp. Nice little plug there for a OG reference from Big Brother 9. This was so good. I cannot praise production enough for this task. I didn't think that shoving them in the garden for two days would cause so much utter chaos. I mean, Hallie kicking off like that over food, considering you had tin food. I mean, that's what doomsday preppers survive on. Like, it's eatable food, just because it's not what you're used to. And then speaking of food, you had he eats too much gate and just a general unfurling of these housemates' layers even further. I thought we knew them pretty well last week. Boy, was I wrong because my eyes have been opened this week. But let's dive straight in to the camping task because there is so much goodness here. First of all, I want to give you my absolute favourite moment of this task. And no, it wasn't the tense mini task, even though that was spectacular. It was Kerry spotting the wheelchair accessible portaloo. Like, that was so funny of the please don't make it accessible. I, if, <laughs> this was just such a wind up but in such a simple way. Like, you're in the garden. There's still an undercover space. I understand it is October and it's freezing. Sure, but you were given sleeping bags and you must have known coming onto this show that Big Brother was going to be up to some nonsense. This was just great. Also, speaking of the weather and the elements, the rain part of that task with the cherry picker, I was like, this is really clever. I never would have thought that a cherry picker and a sprinkler would come together to provide us with a torrential downpour. Also, I really want one of those ponchos. This was just such a classic task in the sense that it was so simple, but there was so much chaos. And it really showed you how privileged they have become since spending the week on a luxury shopping budget that they were, like, revolted by peas in a can. Also, I love the way that Trinell says peas. I also think it was really interesting to see the power dynamic shift yet again in a different way this time with the VIPs versus the non-VIPs. And to be honest with you, I think I would have preferred to see Olivia suffer some more. Sure, she had to roll around in mud, but the combination of her, Paul, Carrie and Jenkin as our VIPs 
It's just a bit boring. They're always together. They don't really bring much. Uh, I would have loved to have seen the shake-up. The best we got was Hallie having a meltdown their entire group was inside, which was great television. Mind you, this camping task was interesting also because we got to see those who play up for the cameras more, I think, were a little bit more exposed being outside. And I think we definitely saw that with Hallie. Olivia kind of got the reprieve because I think she was inside, so she was a little more settled. But Hallie has really changed for me this week. And I thought she was quite put together and quite clever. But this task, and indeed her entire week, which we'll touch on more later, has shown me how immature she actually is. And she's only young. So that's fair, but it's surprising because I kind of expected that she was going to be a bit more put together than what this week has shown us. Also, why were they given a tiny fire pit? As if that's going to do anything out in that garden. And the fact that they roped off the hot tub for no apparent reason was a little strange. I could just honestly re-watch Hallie having a meltdown, though, about food for so, so long. And the the line, I think my line of the week is, fuck your happy, happy, happy camp. I was like, that is golden. As much as I think you're immature and you need to, like, toughen up because it's really, it's not that bad. It could be a lot worse. That was great. That was a great television moment. But you know the person who I think we've also gotten some wonderful television moments out of this week, away from our shopping task for a moment, it's Chanel. Chanel has really, like, maybe it's because she's settled in now, but she's really blossomed with the backhanded compliments tasks that we saw, which I loved. And again this week, when they were talking about nominate, well, not talk, talking of nominations, because we'll get to what happens when you talk about nominations soon enough. Talking of nominations, the moment where she's like, if I'm up for eviction, I'm off out the fire exit. Hello, Leo Sayer. Like, it's just gold. She's given us a lot of gold, which is really, really good to see. But as some final thoughts on this camping task, I feel like it's driven a wedge between the housemates more than ever before. I felt like it would bring them together. But the fact that they failed, all because of laughter yoga nonetheless, have basically turned the small cracks that were already present in amongst this group into a giant freaking earthquake. It was a seismic shift for this house this week, I think. And we saw that when it came to nominations, which is what we will get into right after this handy dandy break. See you shortly. Okay, welcome back. It's time to talk nominations. Now, if you ask me, this week's nominations are what I'm going to refer to as big boy nominations, where the housemates finally had to put on their we don't have diplomacy here hats and give us some goss. These are big boy nominations because they actually had to rubber to the road it and not be able to scapegoat out one person when only nominating one person. They had two people they had to nominate and boy did it show some true colours. 
first of all, Kerry. People aren't loving Kerry, but I mean, that's no great surprise. Although that seems to have simmered down. People aren't loving Zach, which was a big surprise to me, but the more we have seen of Zach this week post-nomination, the more I can understand the angle. However, it was Henry for me that I was really quite shook about because Henry, in my opinion, is giving us as viewers wonderful content, but it seems as though the house feel like he's just kind of doing his own thing, which I think is almost in a way a little bit of a flip side of what's happening with Yinran, where it only seems to be a small fraction of the house that seem to give a crap that she's even there. And that's been really difficult to watch this week. To see Yinran break so much, I was like, I feel for you. I'm so sorry that this is happening. It's completely unjust. Given the good content she's given us as viewers, and I love watching her little friendship group. But the house decided, and our nominees for this week's eviction are Henry and Zach. The shock echo of those results could be heard around the house for quite a while, I think, judging by how many people were shocked. Although I think Henry made a very good point in that I don't know why you're all so shocked you nominated me. So I guess that's interesting when these housemates don't have the benefit of a hive mind, they like to pretend like they don't realise when obviously they're all thinking it. It's very intriguing. But now we have to talk about it. We have to talk about Hallie and Olivia and our very first rule break of the season. Boy, oh boy, how are they so dumb? How are they so gosh damn dumb? I don't get it. I do not understand how you would go writing in secret code and even Olivia saying it out loud isn't the rule break. You were told the rules. Big Brother said it. How did you not know? How did you not know? They're like petulant toddlers who just didn't get it, even when they were punished and sent out into the garden. Didn't get it. They just bitched and moaned about the punishment. And I'm like, well, it is what it is. Could have been a lot worse. Could have had your nomination power taken away, which is what I think they should have done. They should have put them at the mercy of the rest of the house because the rest of the house were not happy. For me, it's this that has kind of made this end point of the week so compelling because not only did you have the whole house turning on Olivia and Hallie, but you have people turning on Carrie. And this I find fascinating because she doesn't like it at all. Zach told Matty that Kerry and Olivia were talking smack about his eating habits. And boy, oh boy, does she not want to own that one. I actually, as much as I am finding Zach to be very insincere, I applaud him for doing what he did. And even more so, I applaud Matty for going and confronting Kerry. But I just find it very, very funny 
that she has the gall, the gumption and the nerve to say to Zach that him going to Matty was bitchy when in actual fact she was the bitchy one with Olivia. So it's like he was just doing good due diligence in my opinion. So if Matty ends up being nominated, he's not blindsided by these comments and she's all on the defensive and even more so on the defensive when she's talking to Maddie. and I'm like do you not realise how you're coming across as a complete and utter fake woman like you just don't seem to get it I, I can kind of see why she's friends with the girls now because they don't seem to get how immature they are and they're clearly not switched onto that and Carrie clearly is not switched on to this side of her personality either. It's astonishing. She's a grown woman. It's absolutely astonishing. So I got really impassioned there, but I just... To, to have somebody like this go from, for me, such an icon, to just so fake, I'm just really perturbed and put off and it's not even entertaining to watch because I just go you're out of your depth and you hate it and you <sighs> yeah it's not good there's one last thing I want to talk about in terms of house dynamics this week it is the potential implosion of Jordan and Henry's friendship slash flirtation ship slash in-house husbandry because I don't know if you caught it. The moment that Henry gave big old side eye to Jordan when he was having possibly the most flirty conversation I think we've had him see in this house with Matty about Matty's life and, and all that kind of thing. And the side eye and the green eyed monster that came out in Henry was really interesting to see. They've been as thick as thieves, and I think people have been saying that on the feed, Henry confessed to Kerry that he has a crush on Jordan, so maybe it's bigger than he's letting on, because he clearly didn't seem to like that. So if Henry manages to stay this Friday, I think it's going to be very interesting to see whether that friendship can survive if... Henry is not the only one vying for Jordan's attention. And my guess on that one is no, I think it's going to kick the fuck off. And that I am very, very here for. Before I go, because I'm actually going to stick to our time frame this week, I want to give you some eviction predictions. I firmly believe that Zach is going home this Friday. I think Zach will be our second evicted housemate because he's coming across as though he's trying too hard to the point where it feels insincere to me. Completely insincere to me. So I think Zach is in major, major, major mayday trouble. I don't see the viewers evicting Henry because you have the Jordan Love Triangle and just all the other content he's given us with that little friendship group. There's no way. No way he's going home. So I think Zach will be our next housemate to be given 
his eviction notice. It's going to be a very, very intriguing eviction. But I, I truly do believe it will be his hand. So time shall tell, friends. Time shall tell. But thank you for joining me for another episode of He's Always Watching, the bite-sized podcast that aims to bring you commentary, sass, and all the house gossip in a nice little bite-sized format. As always, I am Ross and I have been your guide. Thank you for joining me. If you've enjoyed this episode and my snark about these housemates, then please leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting app you're listening to this on. And come say hello over on socials. You can find a link to all of the socials for the pod in our show notes. Nice and handy dandy for you. Thank you for being here. My God, what a week. Who would have thought camping would cause such a kickoff, huh? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I will see you very, very soon for more debauchery and downright mayhem from this house of characters. My God, they're an interesting bunch, aren't they? That's all for now, but remember, Big Brother's not the only one who's always watching. See you soon. Glitterball Podcasts.